It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. All right, welcome in. First and Pod after the game-winning field goal by Justin Tucker in a crucial AFC North game. Week 18 is back in Cincinnati for the much-anticipated rematch there. I'm Danny Parkins. He's Andrew Filipponi. Subscribe, rate, review. Uh, We got bye weeks starting up, Pony, so this is one of the last ones with everybody playing. uh, And your first one after a great haircut. Somebody paid to get their haircut this weekend. Uh, do you go to a stylist or do you go to a barbershop? What do you do? I, I go to a, so there's no product in it right now. So it's looking a little haggard, but uh, no, I, I, I go to a, I go to a salon. Okay. And it gets washed when you're there. Yeah. And massaged. What do you tip the person? I tip about, uh, I tip about $20. Okay. What about you? That means when you say about, that means it's under $20. Is that a euphemism it, it, for under? So I've only been going to this salon a few, uh, this is my third time. And uh, I don't go regularly enough. Okay. So I've been charged two different things. So mm. one, it, it's been 15 or $20 has been the tip. Uh, okay. But it's, you know, $70, $70 haircut, man. It's expensive. They serve you some booze and drinks and stuff while you're there? Dude, I honestly... They should. Like I, should, I should get something. Yes. I, should, I should get something more than an average haircut. Uh, <laughs> but what about you? You 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 got to be a barber. I go to a salon and I it's pretty much fifty on the nose when the tip is taken into account. So right, that's that's Chicago suburbs versus Pittsburgh. Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I should move. Um, I thought that the fact that Baltimore won this game with Lamar not being good is something that they're going to feel very, very, very good about. Like T I Higgins, you were going to go there. T Higgins, injury mattered a lot clearly for, for Cincy and the Ravens secondary finally showed up, but I thought that like, that was the biggest, most obvious thing other than Justin Tucker's dominance was like Lamar wasn't good and they won. He's been brilliant. They've got to feel like they escaped tonight. Yeah. I didn't want them to, because Harbaugh deviated from his 
fourth and short formula to go with the field goal of depth to go up six to take three to six. Yeah. And then Cincinnati came down and scored. And I wanted his uh, inconsistency and his mixed messaging to blow up on him in spectacular fashion because I think he's very smug. I think John Harbaugh is good, but I also think he's very unlikable. Uh, so I wanted that to backfire. But you're right. They escaped. They ended their run of losing at home in horrible fashion. Uh, they moved into first place. They did it without Bateman, who didn't play. So the Ravens' number one receiver was out. Uh, and they held Burrow in check a year after he dominated them and scored 41 points in both games against the Ravens. So the headline here, Danny, is that the Ravens uh, much anticipated and a lot of people predicted it. But tonight they grabbed the hold of the AFC North again. Yeah, and we talked about it. Like, it was a bigger game for them because because it was at home. And the they easily could have blown it. That field goal was cowardly. Justin Tucker's amazing, yep. man. Like, he just kick, – kicker swag is, uh, is, is a rare thing. And I don't know if he's had enough I, – I, I would say he's a Hall of Famer because I think he's the best kicker that I've ever seen. But you wonder if he's had, like, enough big kicks to make no, it – No, he hasn't. He hasn't. The Buffalo game in the playoffs, I think, right. would haunt him if I were a voter because they needed him to be clutching that game and he wasn't. And it was a weather game. And you think of the Hall of Famers like Vinatieri, who will be in, and what they did in big games like that. But the record is incredible. The distance, the accuracy, all those things. I think the other story from this game that will not get talked about enough, Danny, is everybody has harped on the Bengals' offensive line problems. And look, they still weren't great tonight. But how about the fact that since the Steelers game, Jamar Chase has not played like a number one wide receiver. He has yeah. under 100 yards. You touched on Higgins being out. He schooled the Ravens and punked them last year. Twice. Dude, come on. Like that's, t- you know, last year, Bengals fans made fun of all the football experts who said, oh, you really thought it was a good idea for us to take Penny Sewell? Look at Burrow and Chase. And yeah, you got to a Super Bowl. Congratulations. But five games into this season, Danny, they they have not been a dynamic combination. Yeah, I mean, I still think clearly it was the right draft pick uh, because, because, because of last year and just like where the league is going, skill position player over tackle is, sure. is I think where the value is. But I mean, Bill Barnwell before the season said that the Bengals had the best skill position group in the NFL receivers backs and tight ends and they've been anything but and Higgins this year has been better than than Chase when he plays it was yeah well I mean he was not good week one and then obviously didn't basically didn't play at all tonight was incredible weeks two three and four yep um it was fun for me to to have the T Higgins over prop tonight and not see him be on the field after the first drive of the second quarter the rest of the game that was fun (laughs) Uh, zero targets. It's always fun <laughs> when you bet over 66 and a half yards yep. and dude has zero targets in the game. That makes me feel good. Actually, it was a profitable day for me, but it's like, you know what? I got to have some action on Sunday night. T Higgins. So yeah. where do you want to start from the non-prime time slate, Danny? Where do you want to go here for week five? What, what's, what game do you want to hit on first? I think we go to the first one. I think we go complete reverse order here. Um, because... 
I had Green Bay as best team in the NFC, and I had Giants as a pretender, as a paper tiger. And I think we need to have a real conversation here about it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do we downgrade the Packers from Super Bowl contender and upgrade the Giants to legitimate playoff contender? Because I watched basically every snap of that game. That didn't feel fluky to me, Pony. Like, the Giants outran them. They outpassed them. They had fewer penalty yards. There were no turnovers. Like, they just... Yeah. I know it was in London and weird things happened, but, like, the Giants just beat... The Packers. So I feel like we have to upgrade the Giants and downgrade the Packers. Every year there's a team that is completely off the radar, like Cincinnati from a year ago, that ends up either making the playoffs or winning playoff games. And I think the Giants have put themselves in the, can this be the Titans with a great running back and a so-so quarterback team that just everything kind of goes their way this season? I think they're... And as far as Tannehill to Jones, similar skill set, right? Guys that are athletic quarterbacks that aren't really finished products and will never will be as passers, but you get play action, you get great running back contributions. Saquon Barkley is in the conversation right now for Offensive Player of the Year. Absolutely, with what he's done. And Gable, 100 yards. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, could they be that sneaky team? Wide receiver injuries, they've got no production from those guys. Is somebody like Tony going to step up as the season goes on? I think that's possible. Maybe not so much Galladay. Uh, Great resilience. And to your point about Green Bay discounting them, Danny, twofold. How do you basically get shut out in the second half outside of a safety against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL coming into this game when you have Dylan and Jones? I don't want to hear about, you know, London and, you know, body clocks and bullshit like that. And the other thing is, all this team does is take defensive players in the first round. How do you let the Giants shove it up your rear end there over and over again with the game on the line? That that was that was the thing to me. I mean, coming into the year, the Packers were talking about having the best defense that they've had in a decade, you know, since like Clay Matthews' prime. And like I think Jair Alexander is a stud, and obviously they've got talent, right? Like Campbell is an awesome uh, backer. Kenny Clark on the line. Like they, they have a plenty of talent. And like to your point, they've invested. They, they paid Adrian Amos in free agency. Like they, they have they have spent money and draft capital capital on their defense, and it's not good. It just is not. It is it has not been good this year. They're not getting any return on investment, and they still have nothing in terms of consistent production at receiver. Like their yards per carry was actually pretty good. In, in the game. It felt like it should have been way more. They just they never really broke the big one. Uh, but to me, the bigger story about Green Bay is the if they're if they're not going to be explosive in the passing attack, they're supposed to be able to win differently. Yeah. Win time of possession, run the ball, and then get off the field on defense. And their defense has been bad. 
like it's been an average to below average unit the entire year. So yeah, until proven otherwise, they're not a Super Bowl contender. So I watched a game in Buffalo today that we'll get to later on where there were two brawls because the referees did not legislate late or dirty hits on Kenny Pickett. Yeah. So I watched that. And then I turned on the end of the Falcons-Bucks game and watched Tampa Bay win because the refs wanted to protect Tom Brady. That's exactly what happened in that game. Tampa Bay is victorious today and in first place by themselves because 44-year-old Tom Brady got a you-can't-hit-this-guy call from Jerome Boger that extended a drive and allowed for them to win the game and nothing will be done about it. And maybe the NFL will put out an apology like it was the wrong call, but they probably won't even do that, Danny, because with everything that happened with two in the last few days, I doubt they're going to want to say uh, even a borderline call or a bullshit call are bad. We're going to take that back, but that's why they won. It was embarrassing. It, it, it was an embarrassing moment for the NFL. Because Boger even was asked in the pool report afterwards, you know, if like the Tua call and the changes or the focus on Good it. question by it, the it, pool reporter. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. And he said, no. He said just like a, it was like a letter of the law penalty, which what is Grady Jarrett supposed to do? Yeah. Guy's 300 something pounds and he wraps him around the waist and spins to the ground. Do, doesn't fall on him. Like didn't put the whole weight through the tackle. Just like. Flung him to the and I, ground. And I want new Brady, who's, you know, on social media now and, you know, it, going through divorce and everything. I want him on one of his – I want him to tell Jim Gray this week that that's not the way he wants football to be played in 2022. I think he might do that. I think he might say, yeah, we got away with one. Those plays should not be penalized. He makes jokes about the tuck rule. You know, a decade plus after the fact. Yeah. So almost two decades after the fact. So, like, may, 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 maybe in 2050, he'll admit it. But, I mean, <laughs> this guy's got such a horseshoe, man. <laughs> D Ford lining up on the other side. Malcolm Butler, deflate gate, tuck rule. You can't touch him. Yep. It's just, it's sickening. Man, it's Atlanta sickening. Atlanta makes a game of every game they're in. They're, they, they, could easily be undefeated, actually, but they also they're undefeated had, against the spread. They're undefeated against the spread. They were getting blown out by LA. They were getting blown out today, and they almost came back to win both of those games. Had a chance in each. They did it without Patterson and Pitts today. Yep, which is all the more impressive. They did it. They also got back in after an interruption when a friggin' kid ran on the field. Did you see that? I did see. This that. This was not like the Rams and 49ers. This was like a 13 year old who got yeah. blown up. I like the jokes on the internet that it was Kyler Murray. <laughs> I mean, what do you, but in all seriousness, if you, when you know it's a kid, do you still give the players and the security the authority to just blow the person up? Like, where do you come down no. on that? No. Because I think the kid did get blown up, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I it's, think it's, he, I'm crushed. It's, 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 no, when, it, when, it, when it's a 34-year-old streaker with a smoke bomb, I support Bobby Wagner's right to light him up even if now he's getting yes. sued. When it's a 13-year-old and you're not 100% sure if he's just like looking for his parents and he's lost, I think you have to act with a little lost? bit. Lost? He's at a fucking football game as a teenager. That doesn't – what are you talking about? Dude, I mean, why is he there? What happened? 
I'd like a follow-up question. Yeah, there's got to be more to that story for that's sure. What I'm saying. I don't, I, I don't want Devin White just like chasing him down and horse, <laughs> horse collar tackling the fucking kid. I'd be terrifying. Uh, Philly, Arizona. Yeah. Arizona covers. Philly wins. They win ugly. They've shown that they can win a bunch of different ways. Uh, Kyler blew it at the end, which we can talk about. But are you willing to comfortably say right now that Philly is the best team in the NFC? Uh, subtract the comfortably part. Okay. Are they the best team? Yes. I think the team that right now gives them the best run. Well, I think two teams, I think Dallas and San Francisco. I think both of those teams have been so impressive defensively. And at least with Dallas, you've got the prospect of Dak coming back, which is, you know, you upgrade to a above average top 10, top 15 quarterback. Sunday night, man. We get right. to see it. Well, like, I mean, hopefully that comes back. We'll talk yeah. about it when we talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, and the Niners defense has just been so good in every single game this year that I can't leave them out either. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, look, Philly still has not really played a road game for me. They went to Washington, and now they go to Arizona. We know, again, it's another situation where their fans take over a road stadium. But this is a game where Arizona, I felt, they were in a good spot. They had played Tampa Bay and, and Kansas City and lost. So I kind of thought this was going to not not Tampa Bay. Who do they? Who Rams. else? Are they? Rams. Rams. My my bad. Yeah, another yeah. team that had, you know had won the Super Bowl. Dude, Arizona, so, Arizona Arizona's lost eight straight home games. I so saw that stat going going back to last year. To, to your point, this year now it's Chiefs, Rams, and Eagles. Yeah, like they're leaving games on the table. But am I wrong in saying that if I'm, I actually think there's silver linings to this game for them. Well, the they have to feel like kicker injury is fluky, right? They signed that clown Amendola, right? Which how he still keeps getting jobs. The Bears had to do it last week with Cairo Santos missing the game for personal reasons, and Mike Bagley uh, came in and made four. And Philly signed a guy off the street for this game too because Elliott was out and he was fine. Dicker yeah. the kicker. So it's, it's, it's clearly doable. And Kyler slide, sliding before the marker and then spiking it, you know, I mean. You, and you, Kingsbury's so afraid now to criticize him that he had to defend it after the game, even though he knew it was the wrong call. And if he thinks it was the right call, well, then he shouldn't be a head coach. Right, which he probably shouldn't anyway. Um, yeah, so so like I, I, I mean, if the silver lining is just if we have our normal kicker and Kyler Murray slides – 18 inches further then that kick is probably 10 yards closer after another play or two then then sure i think the silver lining is the rams are vulnerable the niners have garoppolo seattle can't stop anybody even though geno smith has been a revelation and you're going to get deandre hopkins back after next week and you're scoring points but you can't figure out how to score early in games yeah they haven't I mean, scored in the first quarter this year right so I actually think we're saying the NFC stinks. They could easily be a, they could easily be the opposite of what they were the last few years, where they're where they're awesome early and suck late. I could see them being a second half team if all this comes together for them. Seven teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean Kyler Kyler would have to go on a run. 
Um, he's done it before, and he's getting his best weapon back to go with Brown, who's been good. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, it's it's early. They they haven't buried themselves. Philly, man, like the reason I will say for now in a week NFC that they are comfortably the best team. I've made the point on a couple of pods. They just they they impress me in the uh, the different ways they win. That was a that was a gritty. 17 play 70 yard multiple third down conversions multiple tough runs by Hertz. Yes. like you know what I mean like it clearly wasn't really working in the passing game for them but Hertz had two rushing touchdowns like it, that was just that, that was an impressive fourth quarter by Jalen Hurts when he yeah. was not really in rhythm the majority of the game so like I I, I really want to see I can't wait that's a great Sunday night game to see how they look against the Cowboys pass rush.